This is KF4VET and welcome back. I know it's been about eight, getting close to eight months since I posted anything. And this post is going to be me speaking. This is going to be a sermon by David Keene, pastor of Clarkson Baptist Church. And the title of this message is Protecting the Temple. Today we're going to talk about the temple. This is the temple. And this is the temple. This is the temple. And this is the temple. I want to tell you the temple. Today we're going to be talking about protecting the temple. We're going to be talking about the temple, the building of God, this place in here that's just wood and metal and all the things that makes up this temple, but we also talk about this temple today, where God lives. What is a temple? What is a temple? We think about this temple, what is it? I mean, a temple can be a lot of different... Temples have changed over the years. If we're going to talk about first, we're going to talk about this structure, the temple, the house of God. Even in the Old Testament, it may have been a tent, but it was a temple of God where God belonged. God owned it. He was the authority in it. Guess what? This same temple, God is the authority. He owns it. He has all control of this temple of His children where He lives in. The temple. We talk about the temple, the building. We talk about a place of worship, God's house. He is the owner. He is the authority of it. It's where God dwells. Oh yeah, God dwells all around here. But man, we come here to worship Him in this place. It is a dwelling place of the Spirit of God in you as the Christian and the believer. But I want to talk about this temple. The temple, the structure the building, the house of God. It is a holy place. I want to tell you something, folks. The temple has changed over the years. I would have never thought I would have been in a place that didn't have a steeple on it. I would have never thought I would have worshipped in a place that was looked like more like a gym on the outside than it did a church. But I want to tell you, the temple can be a tent in Haiti. Amen? A, ten, uh, a temple can be an old, uh, old building that you grew up in that's almost falling apart, but you go every memorial. It could be a building like that. It could be brick. It can be made of metal. It's where God is. It's a house of worship, a house of prayer. And it needs to be protected. Oh, let me tell you, a lot of things go on in this place, doesn't it? Oh, there's anything from, at different times, there's uh, a feast happening, there's funerals happening, there's weddings happening, there's ball playing, there's awanas going on, there's cooking going on. A lot of things are happening in this temple, but it is God's house. And we need to protect it with everything we've got. It's still God's house. We need to celebrate in here and we need to take care of things. 
You know, we would get all ill if somebody was back there trying to burn something up. So we need to take care of this precious temple. It's God's. We do things a little bit different here. Sometimes we do things a little bit different than always. I've heard people say, you know, I remember Bible school when there was just, we had a little Kool-Aid and we had a couple of cookies and that was Bible school. Well, folks, Bible school has changed. If you haven't been, it's changed. I mean, you may have barbecue, you may have chicken, you may, I mean, Bible school has changed. And somebody says, I wished you would go back to that way. Well, I'll tell you how you start. I'll tell you how you want to go back to the old ways and some things. I'll tell you how you can start. First of all, if we want to go back to the old ways, when you get in your car and leaving, turn off the air conditioner and go home. When you go home, throw your cell phone away. Because used to, all we had was the phone right up here, and we had to go with that curly little wire. And, and sometimes we go back a little further, somebody else was on the phone when you got on it. So if you want to go back to that way, uh, you need to start on, in your own self and uh, go without air condition and, uh, and take the phone away. And we've got some other things we can do with it too. But things have changed. But it's still the house of God. It's still the house of God, and we need to take care of it. It is precious to God. But you know what? He can have, without this place, He can still have church. In this place, He can still have church. I want to tell you, uh, last night a lady from where we used to live in Winston County says, you know, when I walked in this place, I felt the Spirit of God. I said, well, there's a reason there, because the Spirit of God is here. We've prayed and asked Him to be here. It is good. So the temple is special. I want to get into the Scripture. If you would turn to in your Bibles to Luke chapter 19, and verse 45 and 46. In Luke chapter 19, verse 45 and 46, it says, Then he went into the temple and began to drive out all the all, out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Now I want to tell you, this scripture and the ones that uh, are the same scriptures in other Gospels have been so misquoted and misturned around, twirled around and twisted to make it say that, you know, Jesus was angry and I can be angry. Well, if you're angry for the same reason Jesus was, go ahead and be angry. Jesus was not angry at the bad call at the game. Jesus was not angry because somebody took his parking place. Jesus was not angry because the store was closed when I got there. Jesus was angry because they made his father's house that was a house of prayer, they made it something else. They made it a playground. They made it a place of profit. They made it something for mankind, their own agenda, and he was angry about that because that was his father's house, and it was a house of prayer, and he told them so. And he let them know that you're getting out of here. 
You know, if we want to make this place something else other than a house of prayer and a house of worship, you know what God may let us do? Do it. He may let us do that and let it fall apart on its own. But if we keep this place a house of prayer, if we keep this place a house of worship, and God's will being done, I believe God's going to bless it. But we need to be careful in all areas. Don't let your agenda get in the way of what God's wanting to do in His house. This temple is precious to God. It ought to be precious to us. Yes, and things look a little bit different. Somebody said last night, <laughs> told me, he says, you know, you know about the, you know, 30 years ago, we would have laughed at somebody putting wood up at behind the screen stage in a church. All different colors. Kind of looks good, though, doesn't it? Things have changed a little bit. The temple is still God's house, and it needs to be precious to His children. You know what Jesus said when He told them? He said, it's a house of prayer. And it needs to stay a house of prayer. We need to be praying more than we worship. We need to be praying. Uh, we need to be worshiping, preaching, teaching, but we need to be praying. A praying church will be a God-moving church, I promise you. When we get broken and bring things to the altar... Yeah, we can do it at home. Somebody said, well, I pray at home when I get here. But it's something about coming forward and letting go, no matter what people think, and praying for somebody. Why is it still a house of prayer? Do we pray enough in the house of prayer? I'll say no. It's a house of prayer. Let me ask you these questions. Have you got any loved one that's still lost? Then you need to be praying. Do we still have burdens? Then we still need to pray in God's house. This is a house of prayer. It's a house of worship. It's a house of teaching and preaching. But it's a house of prayer. Is there still broken hearts? Yours? Your families? Your friends? This country, the church, is the altar still open? You better believe it is. It's still open and we need to pray. Is Satan still alive and well? You better believe it. Look around. He's still alive and well and we need to pray up. Is God still the healer? You better believe he is. He wants to heal a family. He wants to heal a broken heart. He wants to heal communities. He wants to heal churches. He's still the healer. He is the great physician. He's the one that we call on. Is this still a house of prayer? You better believe it is. It's precious to God. This is the way He designed it. Oh, it's a, it's a place where we go out and serve. It's a place that we make a difference in the world. It's a place that we get cheered up. It's a place where we get encouraged, but it is a house of prayer.
I invite you today, if there's something you need to pray for, if there's somebody you need to pray for, start today in the house of prayer. If there's a brokenness in your family, continue to pray. If there's something you need to let go, then let it go. Continue to let go. If you need strength, then pray. Have we made the temple of God less holy? Sometimes we get a little too casual. Sometimes we get a little too comfortable. But this is a holy place. It is special to God. Now, if we want to, sometimes He allows buildings. I want to tell you, the same uh, person I was talking to felt the presence of God in here last night. She told me, she said, you know, it seems like the churches where we are, it seems like they're just dead and going through the motions. And God will allow that if that's what you want. He will allow buildings to go through the process and the place that is church, the body of believers, He will allow you just to go through the motions and nothing happens. But this is a house of prayer. It's a house of worship. It's a house of encouragement. It's a house of love, grace, and mercy. It's a house for God. It's His. It's still His. It's still a house of prayer. And it's still holy for some of you that don't think it's a house of prayer that we may have got a little too comfortable I want to tell you what happened Wednesday night Wednesday night my darling praying wife that said she felt led that we just the ones that were here needed to pray for this women's conference and there was people walking out all in these chairs and all around in these down these aisles and up on the stage and around the sound room praying for, for Saturday night. Praying that God would, would take care and move in a great way that He would bind uh, Satan from that. And guess what He did? He heard the prayers of all these people walking around the stage and walking around this whole room in here praying. It's a house of prayer. It still is. But now I want to talk about another temple. This temple is this one. It's our body. It's our mind. It's our heart. When you become a Christian, when you ask Jesus into your heart, when the Holy Spirit comes into you and lives... When you realize that you need Jesus and you ask Jesus to save you and He saves you, you don't save yourself. When He saves you, when God saves you and the Holy Spirit lives in you, then you are the temple. Let me tell you something about, let me go back to this. About this building. There's all kind of temples. There's big ones. There's ones that holds five and 10,000 people in their temple. There's some that only holds about 30 in their temple. They're all different. Some of them are in Haiti. Some of them are with tents. Some of them are in somebody's house. Or some of them are in the biggest cities in the world. And some of them are right here. But the temples we've got, they're all different. If Jesus lives in you, we're all different. We've got different minds. 
We've been through different things. We've had different upbringings. Some just got saved a few years ago or a few weeks ago. Some have been saved for many years. We're all different. This temple is different. This body, this mind, this heart, we need to protect it. This is where our God lives in me. No matter where I go, and we need to remember that. We are precious to God because God lives in us. We need to be careful what comes in this mind and what goes out of our mouths, what comes in our bodies, and how we treat this temple of God. In 1 Corinthians 3, in 1 Corinthians 3, I want to read some verses here. Well, I think I got it here. I'm going to find it here. You got it up on the screen already. I'm going to read it from here. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the, the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. This is a holy place. You should be a holy place. God lives you, because you better act like it when you live out here. Sometimes we have to ask God to forgive us because we're a temple of Him and we haven't been living like the temple of God. We're not looking or acting like the temple of God. We need to be careful. Don't you know that you are the temple of God, Christians, believers? Don't you know that you're the temple of God? Then be careful what comes in the temple because there's some things that can defile the temple. There's some things, some actions, the things you think about. Parents, be careful what your kids are seeing. Parents, be careful what you're seeing. Grandparents, be careful what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're listening to, because it can defile the temple. You are a vessel of God. If you're a child of God, you are a vessel of God. Some of you are thinking right now, says, you know, I'm not, I haven't been a good vessel. Well, we need to repent. He's got some things for you to do. He's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. So we need to be careful with this body of ours. Some of us eat too much. Some of us don't exercise enough. Some of us don't rest enough. I'm stopping that today. Today's rest day, nap day. Right after you eat, it's nap day. So we do need to rest, too. You need to take care of this body. You need to take care of what goes in that mind, what comes in your heart, and what goes in your body. All areas, we need to be careful of it. This is a temple of God. Protect it by what you do with it. What you let get in it. Protect it by what by what you allow in it, in your mind, in your heart. And some of you got some stuff in your heart you've been hanging on to for a long time. It's not good to be in the temple of God. It's not to be in God's temple. There's some things that's been in your mind, some bitterness that's been in your heart. It's not good to be in there. There's some habits that you've got that you don't need. It's doing damage. 
You're defiling the temple. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. You realize this. You are holy. You are a holy temple of God. If you're a child of God, then act like it. We need to be careful what comes in it. In all aspects. Sometimes you have to walk away from people, don't you? Sometimes they are related to you, aren't they? Sometimes you have to get away from some. Sometimes you may have to change jobs. Sometimes you may have to address the issue. I'm not going to hear that anymore. I don't want to listen to that anymore. You may make somebody mad. You don't have to tell them this is the temple of God. You just act like the temple of God. You don't have to do it in an ugly way. You just say, I just can't listen to that anymore. Do it in a loving way. The temple. Protect it. This temple also. This temple. Holy. Be careful and protect it. But I want you to know something else. I want to read another scripture. In 1 Corinthians 6. In 1 Corinthians 6. Verse 19 and 20. Or do you know, not know, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. This temple of God is supposed to be holy. But this temple of God is not yours. It's His. It's His. This is God's body. This is God's temple here. It's God's. Be careful with it. Protect it. Oh yeah, we're supposed to have... We can have fun. We can enjoy ourselves. We can worship. We can sing to the top of our lungs. And when it's time to play, we can play. But be careful and protect this place. Protect this place because it's His. It was bought with a price on Calvary. It was bought with a price. He gave up His Son for you. He gave His only begotten Son, His precious Son. He watched them as they took Him. He had to turn away when He became sin. He couldn't even watch it. You have been bought with a price, and He loves you. So remember one thing. Your body is a holy temple of God. Let's keep it that way. Be careful and protect it from what's going in and what goes out, what gets around it, what can defile it, what gets in your mind, what gets in your heart. Because Satan is working overtime. Trying to ruin everything he can. He can't get your salvation, but he can ruin your testimony, he can ruin your witness if you allow him to. This is a holy temple of God. It's his. This body is his. Just like the house of prayer. 
We better remember that. It's a house of prayer. It is holy and it is His. I want us to look at another verse in Romans. In Romans 12. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, to the temple, this body. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Let me stop right there. It's your reasonable service because it's His. It belongs to God. This body belongs to God. And we don't need to tear up nothing that's God. We don't need to allow no junk in God's temple. Just like we would get ill if somebody was tearing the walls down or, or they're trying to mark up the walls, we would get ill about that. And we should. This is God's house. This is a house of prayer. We should be the same thing in our temple that God owns also. The one that we have, that we're responsible for. Make it wholly acceptable to God. A living sacrifice. Not a dead sacrifice. He wants a sacrifice that is living and doing things and serving and worshiping and praying and being broken. A living sacrifice. Not a dead one. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? You are the temple of God. Holy, you're His. And you need to live like it. Don't be conformed to this world. That's why I say so much. Quit watching the news. Find out if we fell apart last night for two minutes, then turn it off and go do what you're supposed to do. Don't be conformed to this world. I tell you what, our younger generations need to be careful. Are we conforming to what the world wants us to look like? To act like? I want to tell you, when we start dressing and looking like the world, when we start doing things like the world and talking like the world, we're conforming to the world. Be careful. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and our heart and our soul and our whole being. Transformed because we are the home of God. We're the Holy Spirit's home. And we need to act like it, live like it, love like it. And we need to be careful and protect it. Don't you let the ugly stuff get in your mind and your heart. Be careful. Protect it. Present your bodies to Him, a living sacrifice. It's His already. Give it back to Him. It is holy. Keep it holy and acceptable to Him. Is your life right now acceptable to God? Is the habits you do right now acceptable to God? The things that you're allowing in your life, in your heart, your mind, in your body, is this acceptable to God?
Paul told the Romans, don't be conformed to this world. You better make it acceptable to God. You keep everything holy, and it's hard. We need to come together and help each other on that. Acceptable. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what God has done. I want you to remember one thing. One little thing. Maybe it's three little things. This temple of God, this temple of God, is still His. This is still a house of prayer, and this one ought to be too. And it's still holy. This house of prayer, if you got something that's broken, you need to pray about it. You got a family need, you need to pray about it. You got a financial need, you need to pray about it. In the house of prayer. If there's something that needs to change in you, you need to ask God to help you change it. If there's something that's not holy in your life, you need to ask God, Lord, help me to make it holy. I want this and this to be acceptable to you. It's still yours. And it's still holy. Is God speaking to you today? Let's all stand. You can find more of David King's messages on the Clarkson Baptist Church Facebook page or YouTube channel.